Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. Oh, more and more. I mean, I, I know this. I know it. I created my business based on seeing, knowing, feeling, living that every relationship begins with you. You know, I do think I have the greatest tagline ever. I do because there is no, I, 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 there's no truer statement to me that, than that every single relationship you have with somebody, anybody, your children, your parents, your spouse, your partner, your coworkers, your friends, the strangers, it begins with you. All of it, it begins with you. And so when you show up to my podcast and, you know, my clients come to me, you're seeking a new way in some form or another in some way in your thoughts right now you know that you are responsible for wherever your relationships are standing right and hopefully you know my goal is this which is always for my clients to heal for the people that show up to my podcast to keep getting more awareness and start you know going towards some sort of a healing, right? And if it's not with me, it's with somebody. Um, and, and becoming that person that when they're in that relationship, any relationship, they are a source of hope, love, and possibilities. Not a partner in the fear dance. Not a partner in the drama triangle. Not um, a demeaning or critical partner um, that you and the people I work with, like I said, and everybody I know, including myself, are a conduit to love and to understanding. And when you have an um, a inner child, you know, that is controlling every single thing you do, all the reactions and in the way you behave in life, you cannot um, get to that place where of where you need to be within yourself so that your relationships are a beautiful dance. The waltz, not some aggressive, what, what would be an aggressive dance? Well, what, what do they call those? pits, those mosh pits or whatever. <laughs> I can't remember, but like, it's like you go into some big pit and you slam each other. I have no idea, but I had banging. I have no idea. But all I know is every relationship begins with you. And so we started, I'm doing this series on, you know, the different types of, um, of uh, parental, um, archetypes you faced as children. Um, and the last podcast was on the neglected child. And this podcast is stop is going to focus on over coercion, right? So you had an over a, a parent in the past that was just overly controlling. And let so let me let me start with this. Okay. If you find that you can't get started, if you find yourself like making um, daily extensive list of things you should do, but you seem to never get around to doing them, you feel too exhausted to even do things, some of the things you like to do, but you end up daydreaming um, 
and you procrastinate a lot, right? You're a procrastinator, um, which I want you to think of coercive directions, co coercive directions from parents. And I'm going to explain all of this because over coercion is the most common pathogenic parental attitude in our culture, in the world, right? So what does that look like? It's basically the parent who is overly coercive, is constantly directing and redirecting um, the child's activities in an anxious, nagging, pushing, leaving no opportunity for the child to initiate and pursue um, their own interests, their own activities, but not just that interest in activities. They are not able to um, do the things that they would like to do. They're never given the chance to say, okay, I'm going to go read a book now. Not, it's time to go read a book. Did you read a book, Johnny? Did you read that book? Now it's time to get a book. And, and I'm going to get deeper here in a second. But, um, you know, it's basically these over-coercive parents create a lot of unhappiness, anxiety, um, in the child. And of course, as we know, that follows us into adulthood, right? So if you're, um, you might suffer from chronic fatigue and uh, that inability to achieve those day-to-day -day goals, right? So if there's this persisting inability to accomplish what you have set out to do, and it often results in that anxiety and for, you know, worthlessness, feeling worthless. Um, you might have had somebody snarling, barking orders at you, you know, as a child. And so what you might do also is make lots of lists, right? Lists, 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 lists. And you, ne you never get to the list. You go, okay, well, I'll just do it tomorrow. And you keep adding to these lists and you keep becoming more and more bogged down, right? And, um, and your inability to act continues to what? Well, not only are the lists getting longer, you can't accomplish anything on these lists, right? So then you slow your daydreaming. Then, um, you know, you're going to start blaming others for your difficulties. And you're going to use a lot of excuses. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Now, if you have had, if you had overly coercive parents, you might um, do okay um, in a job where, um, you know, you're told what to do, you know, get this done, get that done, get this done. But um, if you are in any sort of a, a role that you have to initiate and carry through on self-imposed tasks, it's going to be more um, difficult to, for you because you, it's hard for you to get started. It would be hard to even get started. And it's not laziness. It's not, it's, you know, it really isn't. Um, it's basically you are, you're, you're passively, Okay, and I'm going to get into this in a second, but resisting direction. So you're basically miserable 
okay, in many of the things that have to do with work, getting things done, even around your house, right, okay? So, um, you know, think about this when in your childhood. Think about, and again, this is, these aren't, you know, your parents, I'm not saying you're bad parents, but this is what most parents do, you know? It's like, get up, get up. Don't forget to brush your teeth. Hurry, your breakfast is getting cold. You'll be late for school. Don't forget your mittens. Your, oh, don't forget your shoes. Don't forget your boots. Change your clothes this very minute. Now, get it done. I want you to come in. Do you hear me? Get in now. Read your book now. Did you do your homework? Get to the get to the dinner table. Now, are you sitting up straight? What? Start your homework. Turn off the turn off the TV. No wonder your grades aren't better. Are you sure you've got all your homework done? Now, get ready for bed. Um, oh, bedtime was 15 minutes ago. Uh, turn off the light. Turn off the light, Johnny. You should have been in bed half an hour ago. Be quiet now. Go to sleep. Stop. To, uh, settle down. Now. Stop. Okay, so here's how I feel about that. Children do need rules, right? They do need um, sets of uh, boundaries, right? Uh, expectations, but not overly commanding, basically kind of helicopter parenting, right? And, um, you know, the thing about this is the kid never has time to think for himself or herself, and it works against them all the time. And I'm going to show you the three different ways we, we go against it. But I'm not, all parents make mistakes, right? But one of the things that I decided I was never going to do, and it worked out beautifully, I was never going to do a project for my children. I was never going to type a paper for them. I was never going to do anything for them that they could do themselves. And I would, and if you can believe this, I have three children and I can say it, they are all extremely successful in their jobs, in life, at college, at school. Um, happy, well-rounded, adjusted individuals. Okay? And I never did do a paper. And guess what? I never, ever once checked a homework portal or went online and checked their grades. I don't wouldn't even know how to go online and check their grades. They knew I expected them to do well because they were smart. They knew um, that I was not going to micromanage them. They knew that they were going to need to get things done or they would suffer the consequences, which for them, they didn't want to get a bad grade. They didn't want to be you know, the kid that never gets the shit done. They didn't want to be that kid. They wanted to be, they wanted to utilize all of their talents that I nurtured within them. And again, I made mistakes, but not here, not in this area. I did not make mistakes. Other areas, yes, not this area. Never once did I check a homework portal. I don't even know how to get into it. I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't. Never once did I do a project. Did I ask them, did you do your homework? Do you have everything done? Do you need, you know, what's going on? Yeah, but not every day. I made them feel and know I cared. I didn't neglect that aspect of their life, but I let them be in charge. And boy, did it work. 
Did I say get to bed? Sure, I said get to bed. They needed sleep, okay? Did I um, worry about what they were doing every second? Heck no, right? So when we're, you know, when, when people are constantly barking orders and telling their children, you know, what happens is it's called the command resistance cycle. So um, it's a constant, um, you know, direction. You're, you're coercing your child to, you know, follow this outline. And then um, guess what starts happening? The child starts stalling, dawdling, right? Um, and the more direction you give they might st they might um they might stall more so there was um there was a i read a, a book a long time ago i'm trying to think of who it was from and i remember um the line because i had written it down it said where did you go out what did you do nothing <laughs> and that's what you got to let a child be a child a little bit without needing to know everything and guiding and not guiding. I'm sorry, directing coercively. So if you had parents that gave you no space and not only commanded, demanded, um, and then let you know you were not doing it right, that's your unreal. That's really going to affect a child, right? So um, it's basically nagging. The nagging battle, it's a, you know, and it's this cycle. It's a vicious cycle that's set up between the command and the resistance. I'm commanding you. They're resisting. Command, resistance, command, resistance. Do this, do that. But what happens is this. When you become an adult, if you grow up in that overly coercive atmosphere, you're going to continue it. But guess what? You continue it with yourself. So this is how your inability to act develops, right? This is how your inability to act develops. So you paralyze yourself using the same kind of concealed passive resistance and distractions to your own directions, just as you once resisted the coercive commands of your parent or parents. How crazy is that? Okay. I mean, and it, it's just so many people that, you know, have this, had this pattern established in their childhood. They will, what will you do? You'll set daily goals of work, social activities, even, even clean, like cleanliness things around your home, organization around your home, even how much you want to earn, even saving money. And you can't accomplish it. You procrastinate, or you're, or you're, or maybe you're a perfectionist, right? You and what happens is you're not allowing yourself sufficient time for the things you need to get done. Um, you might overrate your strength and underrate the obstacles that are in front of you, and you also are not um, understanding the concept of rest. So you're making these endless miscalculations as to how much time and effort is required to do anything, okay? Why? 
Because as you were being commanded as a child and resisting passively, which is the dawdling, the I'll be there in a minute, doing other things, uh, you know, you're not understanding the sense of time, right? And your time is always being commanded and demanded. So you don't learn time, um, times the skills of how long it might take me to do something. You don't understand your needs, what you need to do. You don't understand rest because you were commanded and demanded to do everything. You didn't rest when you wanted to rest. So <clears throat> if you really you know, took an objective look at what you're expecting yourself to do, you also might realize that guess what? It's impossible to do what you're expecting yourself to do. So these unrealistic expectations, the schedules, the list of the musts, maybe the form, you know what, of that parental coercion toward yourself. And those musts cannot be filled. And because they cannot be fulfilled, guess what? You can stay anxious, striving, pushing, trying more, and resisting, resisting. That's the procrastination. So that's why goals, anything must be, you know, realistic and within your capacity. And, but your inner child of the past has you tied up in this command resistance knot and you cannot achieve your goals. But as you can, if you can start to free the energies from those knots, you'll be able to begin to meet those goals with that, with reasonable expectations. Okay. So, um, there are three types of um, different ways that you we, we, we resisted, okay? Um, and sometimes, you know, there, again, there's, so there's these three di distinct patterns and you might fall into, you might practice all of them sometimes. Um, and sometimes that different, the different three different ones might be applied to one area of your life and another to another area of life. So let's, <clears throat> excuse me, Let's start with pattern number one, which is docility, right? So if the parent is um, starts to coercive control um, and early in your life, okay, um, and you basically become docile without resistant, okay? So you obey without questioning or resisting, okay? Um, and you it continues in your life. You obey everybody without resisting and so um and you do and as you utilize the same unquestioning directional um control by everyone around you you feel taken advantage of all of that the, the people pleasing all of those things right so but you're unable to initiate or act on your own so you find it uncomfortable and terrifying to assume that there could be somebody, you know, any responsibility on your own shoulders. So this is where a lot of people find that structural job. You know, the one that's more rigid, well-established, and, um, you know, you are told the assigned functions to do clearly, and you, cl and you, and you carry them out. But you literally need to be told what to do at all times. And conflict arises when someone is not available to tell you what to do. Okay, number two is active resistance. So if the 
overcoercion overcoercion started later in your in your child's um, development right um, after you had already kind of um, developed a sense of your own ability and your own powers you might develop a um, um, resisting through defiance okay um, now this is going to guess what provoke a more severe threatening coerciveness from your mom and dad or your mom or your dad, whoever did it, right? So now you're, you may be in frequent conflict with your parent. And your parent only gets their own way. Why? Because, well, they're stronger at that point. Not meaning physically, but they, they, they're pretty much in control. Okay? So, and guess what else they have? Parents have the most powerful weapon that they use against their children all the time parental affection and approval. And parents will withdraw their affection and approval if the child isn't doing what they want. And, um, and it's horrible. And the parent will do this. And so now, you know what? It's basically, okay, yeah, my mom and dad are bigger than me. They've got me down. But one day I'm going to be stronger. So how, how do you think you grow up? You're going to be resentful. You're going to actively resist direction. You're going to carry a chip on your shoulder. You're most likely going to automatically buck against <laughs> anyone's suggestions or orders. Okay. Um, but... At times, you you have to modify this behavior. Why? Because you have to earn a living. You have to make some money, right? So you might um, accept direction, but you're going to do it with the same way you had the childhood reaction. Okay, employer, you're bigger than me. You got me down. I'm going to do it. But you're contentious and you're resentful. And so, um, now, if you were given a very minimum um, amount of general direction and allowed to proceed on your own, you actually um, will probably do a really good job and find satisfaction in it. But your thinking, your thoughts, your resentments, your anger keep you stuck in the negative thought patterns and keep you stuck recreating the same, um, the same um, manifestations based on those thoughts and those limiting beliefs. And what would a limiting belief look like a person like this? It's like people just, people think they, I'm trapped. People tell me what to do all the time. I'm never going to be able to do what I want to do, right? And so those beliefs, as you know, as I say, you get triggered, it causes the automatic thought, the emotion react, blah, blah, blah. You stay stuck in that life. The only way to get unstuck from that life and to be able to guess what? Be able to start making some decisions for yourself and be an active part of your life. Um, and instead of, uh, you know, basically being told what to do with resentment, is to change the thoughts, to change the beliefs, and to see yourself in a different light and to stop being resentful. Well, again, you know how I'm not going to tell you again. You got to heal. Anyway, so number three, passive resistance. And this is the big one. This is the most common resistance pattern. The most common. Okay, and so um, now, so let's say your parent has begun being overly coercive, and um, 
but you have begun to feel some of your power to resist okay but this is before you you can actively resist okay so um you become passive in your resistance. So think of passive aggressiveness, right? You're not downright aggressive, you're passive in it. So this is passive resistance. So you might, the child. this is when the child, child dawdles, uh, they play, I'll be there in a minute, I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay, they're just procrastinating, lingering. What, what But here's the thing, they're lingering with what really interests them. But becoming, guess what, anxious over the threat of the parental disapproval. So while they're um, saying, I'm coming, I'll be there in a minute, because the demanding parent, coercive parent, is demanding this, but they're actually doing something they enjoy, they're becoming passive. I'll be there in a minute, I'll be there, and they're just... And they're anxious while they're doing something they enjoy and then they finally just have to leave it right so um and this command resistance goes on and on now think about that what's that teaching the child that's teaching that child don't do things you enjoy there's other things you're supposed to be doing you wonder why people don't enjoy life and have they feel guilty why do people feel guilty for doing what they want to do because they've been taught you don't, you shouldn't do what you want to do. Doing what you want to do is bad. Jeez, Louise, child. Life isn't fun. Get over here, you little shit. <laughs> Obviously. This is crazy. Crazy, right? So the command resistance cycle afflicts the adults in varying, varying degrees in different areas. Now, what happens? You're an adult, you become a parent to yourself, and you continue to resist your own damn directions. The more you urge yourself on, the more important and fascinating that distraction becomes. Right? You, they give, you give yourself the same types of excuses you once gave your parent, and you continue to, your distractions and procrastination until, guess what? In many cases, an outside threat has to come in order for you to get in gear, okay? Um, which is basically, hmm, you lost another job because you procrastinate, you're daydreaming, you're, you're resisting to any sort of control, anything that needs to go, oh, you're about to be homeless. Okay, I think I'm going to stop this. And then you have to get, you know what, guess what? Fire under your butt or you're a procrastinator on projects, all of it. Oh my God, it's due tomorrow. And guess what? You get it done. So, um, and this person in the passive resistance pattern, you seldom, seldom achieves what they're capable of doing. Seldomly lives up to their high, highest potential. While this is not as severe, obviously, as the neglect category or the, the archetype of parental archetype and the rejection archetype that I'll be talking about and the other archetypes I will get to. But this is the one that can honestly stop people from living up their high, to their highest potential more than any other. Why? Because you're not nailing some sort of childhood trauma, right? You're not thinking, um, 
oh, I had it so bad. You're not, you're not dying for some sort of healing. You're not like going, oh, I'm so, you just think there's something wrong with me. And you just procrastinate your life away, right? So not only are you, your parents, um, in this case, overly coercive with their demands and everything else, but most likely a lot of the times they're demanding you to do things and you're never doing it right. You're never doing it right and you're never on time. All of these things. So, um, you know, I had a client <laughs> get, to, get to work arrive early, right? With the biggest, the best intentions. And, and, you know, he said he would, you know, sit down at his desk and, and have everything laid out perfectly, basically, right? To get started. But then all of a sudden, he can't make up his mind where to start. Okay. Begins to mentally review. Oh, what have I done? Right? Um, a few minutes, stands up. Sharpens pencils, go gets more coffee. Maybe he goes outside to have a smoke. Tries relaxing. The distractions finally become so enormous. He abandons everything and tries to start again. And I'm not laughing. Like, but this is insanity, right? So, um, now, then starts a task. Okay? Um, but then... Guess what? Starts to get um, daydreaming, distracted, okay? Then he gets grumpy and irritated and, and angry at himself by, guess what? His unproductiveness. So then, you know, let's see, goes home. And guess what? Um, decides when he walk, before he walks in the door. I'm going to really do this tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to get down to work and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to really get these things done. I'm going to stop this, this daydream and blah, 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 right? Oh, complains, complains to his partner, wife, right? Then the next day he goes in. Same things happen day after day. And he just feels like a failure and more and more in a failure. And instead of having this brilliant career he expected to have, right? He's basically just managing to get along. But discontent makes excuses. Has alibis for all of his excuses, by the way. And just feels anxious and massively unhappy, right? So poor poor productivity is a huge sign of this passive resistance of that inner child of the past you know and fatigue is another one a lot of people are really tired all the time why they're procrastinating you know procrastinating is exhausting the amount of mental energy it takes to procrastinate is more than it takes to do the work why because what you're procrastinating on all the entire time you're procrastinating you're thinking about what you need to be done and as you're filling the time with something else you're feeling guilt you feel horrible. It's mentally and emotionally exhausting. So you are naturally, physiologically um, fatigued. So you're going to feel tired. Right? So one of the things that you have to understand is that, you know, go back to your childhood and find and look at it. Where were you? What 
how old were you when you started to realize the over coercion, right? When did you start passively resisting orders? If you can try to do this, when did you actively start doing it? When did you, or, or are you the one that has always been before your parents, you know, you, you knew you had some freedoms to think, you know, how did that feel in, in childhood? How does it feel now? Compare the two, right? Um, and here's the thing, and what, the reason I, I need you to explore that is because then compare it to what you're doing today. See, resistance, passive or active, can only follow the command. And the command must first come in order to be what? Resisted. Okay? So in adult, the life commands are, okay, except for we know in, you know, in work, nearly always self-imposed. So if you can understand how the basic mechanism of command resistant operates within you, okay, you can help modify that coerciveness toward yourself and your corresponding need to what? Your need to resist it. Okay, so, you know, um, there's so many questions that arise in considering resistance, right? One, and you must recognize that um, all the resistance is not necessarily self-defeating and not all coercion comes from your parents. Um, at times, resistance may be the only way that you can you could express yourself, right? But when it becomes the pattern that destroys yourself, there's a problem, okay? Um and of course, then where else does it end? I mean, where else does it show up? I'm sorry, not while it ends here, but where does it show up? In the marriage, in the relationships. You know, somebody, your partner asks you to do something. You feel it's a command. It's a, that, so it's the command, the resistance, the command, the resistance. You resist doing it, you know. The, uh, the sprinklers bro broken in the backyard, um, honey. Okay. I see that. Week later. Uh, the sprinkler in the backyard. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. Excuse me. The fucking sprinkler in the backyard. But it's the command resistance. Command resistance. And it's not even a command. It's asking. But you resist anything that's being asked of you. Either passively or actively. And that will destroy a relationship, right? And so remember when I went off this, this in the beginning of this about every relationship begins with you? It does. And even in your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship there is. And when you're in resistance of your own commands, you are in trouble. I'm going to say it again. When you are in resistance of your own commands, you are are in trouble okay yeah not good not good so um i want you to understand that when you've learned to do this in your life which is to resist to anything just like all the other patterns that I'm going to talk to, you find security and safety in the familiar. 
it's the safest place for you to be. But it's the, it, it, but here's the thing. It's actually the most unsafe place for you to be. Because it, this familiar place, it feels safe. It really leads to self-destruction of your life. And basically, um, you let people down and yourself down through not following through on your obligations, your commitments, and the anxiety becomes over the top. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. If you want to learn how to stop being a people pleaser and instead honor yourself and your life and how to implement boundaries, become assertive and learn how to break down communication with your partner or anybody else, uh, click the link in the notes and sign up for my on-demand workshop now. Every registrant will receive the replay. I love you. I care. I'm glad you're here. Bye-bye.